0: This is a podcast for one man and one man only, our father. If you are not our father, please stop listening now. My name is Aiden. And my name is Rory. We hadn't planned that at all, so I'm glad that worked. And this is a podcast for our dad. Uh, Recently, we realized... um, Well, let me go back a little bit. In 2005, Rory and I, uh, along with four other young men, embarked on a journey... To write a song a day for the month of February, 28 songs in all. Uh, we called it 28 Days of Rock. And today, 13 years later, those songs are lost to history, literally. They're gone from the internet and from the hearts and minds of our very few fans, with one possible exception, our dad. This podcast is our journey back in time exploring the stories and inspirations behind those songs for the one person who might actually care, our father. Uh, Rory, thank, thank you for joining me on this journey. Of course, I'm delighted to be here. So a little background. I don't remember uh, where the idea for this came from. I'm, I'm sure I could go through old emails and, and figure it out because this, I think, was like a, a pre-text um, collaboration. But do you remember the, why we did this? Yeah, I think, well, so, I mean, there are a number of factors for me as to why I wanted to do something like this. Um, immediately previously in the, the the that December, we had done a Christmas pageant. Oh, right. So we had collaborated on songs uh, for that that we performed um, at our parents' house in Madison. Um, and the bulk of the songwriting there was you and I and we'd written songs for ourselves as well as our sisters and then we performed them and going into um, I was at um, university at the time at Washington University in St. Louis I was a sophomore at this point and going back to school my then girlfriend Catherine was going to be um, she was doing a semester abroad so she was going to be in Italy and I decided I was uh, that in a kind of uh, height of or a fit of inspiration that it would be uh, exciting to try and write a song a day. And I declared this somewhere, and I forget. I don't remember the conversations, but you got on board immediately, and then it just kind of spiraled out from there and turned into a thing. Yeah, so I'm um, trying to think. Uh, it's 2005. So, I think the previous Thanksgiving, I'd been to my five-year high school reunion. Mm -hmm. Would that add up? Yeah. Yeah. And where I'd seen some friends from high school, made some connections. Um, I guess I also, I wrote some of these songs with you... And I wrote some Christmas songs that Christmas, Christmas of 2004. And yes. I was living in Rochester after college, and I was uh, with my friend Phil, and I was certainly underemployed and bored and looking for something to do. And uh, Rochester in the winter can be um, a hard place without something to do. So I think I jumped at the opportunity to do this. And uh, the four other people were all friends of mine, or people I knew from high school, um, friends of different levels. Um, Only one of whom really, well, I I guess everybody else was sort of more musically inclined than I was. Uh, And one of whom is actually a musician. Rayson wrote music for, writes music for video games and things like that. Yeah. Interestingly, uh, if you, so you can't really find any of this stuff on on the internet anymore. And if you search for 28 Days of Rock, the one thing you find is that some of the songs were included in the Borderlands video game series
1: that Grayson
0: really? wrote music for. Yeah, so some of the songs that he wrote, he then used, I don't know, playing in radios. Not our songs, his, that would which would have been more fun. But Hilarious. Um, so his music was all, sounded like video game music. Um, our music does not... Is there, There's an opposite to video game music. Uh, I think the other thing that really makes... That that's background information here is that at least for me, uh, this was very much technologically enabled my any sort of songwriting ability. Mm-hmm. A garage band made it possible for me to tinker around and play with music. Um, and I don't play an instrument. I think it'll be interesting if we go through these songs to see what are the sort of recurring themes. Hearing me turn on and off tracks in the background. That's a big one. And trying to make... Um, I think for both of us why do the why do guitars sound like that? It's like a big cloud. Oh yeah. And- <laughs> well, for me it's I'm running an acoustic guitar through an uh, iMac um uh <clears throat> input and then filtering that so it sounds like well a, a guitar that's been been run through kind of like the worst uh uh handmade amplifier. Um, so all of, anytime it's not acoustic guitar, it is a very strange warbled, um, uh, uh, almost electric guitar. It's, we're going to hear it over yeah. and over oh, and over a again. lot. Um, so w- the one thing we're going to try to do here is not, uh, w- some of this stuff is really bad and deaf <laughs> and cringeworthy. And there's a lot of, um, hearts on sleeves. It was th- a long time ago. Yeah. Try to ignore all that and talk about the musical merit and, uh, what we were thinking and why we were doing this stuff. No, I agree. I agree. I, um, uh, I genuinely, I think that, yeah, in spite of some missteps and because of limitations of time and, uh, resources, I still think this was a, a fun experiment and I'm, I'm excited to be, be going back to it. Um, uh, where so? Where just to be clear, where were you when you were writing these? So I was living in St. Louis on campus at, at Washington University. Um, I was in a um, a six person like apartment suite, and I had a roommate uh, named Billy uh, in my room with me, whose computer I used for the whole project. I had a hand me down uh, iBook myself, which did not have uh, GarageBand, so I had to borrow my roommate's computer for every one of these songs um, which is why there are also songs in the mix where I probably would have tried to do a, a second take but I, I did not have I did not have the time because it was somebody else's hardware yeah that's the, I listening to these I often think what why didn't you just do that again <laughs> didn't you hear what just happened why didn't you just do it again but that might have been yeah, that, that's a, there's a lot of that. All right. Why don't we get started? Do you want to start with your number one? Sure, um, yeah. So I have in front of me, hidden in the, the depth of the internet, the website we put together for this. So every day we'd uh, post the songs, post a, our own comments, and then people would add their comments. This stuff is not easy to find anymore, but um, I tracked it down. So all I'm going to say is, uh, I'm going to give you what you wrote about your song. Perfect. So your first song is called More Than Just Mistakes. Let's hear a little of that now. Here's what you wrote about more than just mistakes at the time and this was uh i guess we posted this on the 2nd of february 2005 because very confusingly the first song came out on the second day that was a mistake i now realize it never never made sense this song is about putting some weight behind words and also about rocking hard bitter rocking I don't know that I can say anything else that me at nineteen could say so so eloquently. Well, what washes over you when you listen to the song again? Um, one, it is that it feels like okay. I'm I'm learning how to a lot of this month is learning how to use GarageBand. So, um, deciding on a sound of how the bass should be and what. Um, what drum tracks are gonna uh, uh, make the most sense and this feels like a first attempt and some of those um, the other thing is uh, like it's uh, uh, it's slightly longer than I think any of these songs have ne- like it's just a lot of the, uh, um, the songs that I wrote this uh, this month um, I tend to just kind of pad out by letting things go on a little longer. But um, I think I was trying to do a sort of um, uh, a Billy Bragg thing. I know we talked about this oh, earlier. You're already there. I'm already at... It <clears> feels <throat> like a, I had I bought um, the best of Billy Bragg maybe six months before. Um, maybe it had been a year of... Uh, Billy Bragg appreciation but he was somebody who um, uh, spoke to me very much at the time both in his uh, uh, personal songs and then his political songs Um, and so this was an attempt to kind of uh, do the the more uh, uh, do the latter something uh, meaningful and loud it sounds like a real song though to my ears like it has actual lyrics. Um, I, I don't want to put our music um, in opposition uh, to each other, but but it sounds like you've, I don't know, you wrote a real thing, which is, I think, impressive, since it's only the first. Maybe, that's, maybe the first one is, is when you have all your energy, but it seemed for me, I got better and better on a very gradual incline, um, but you started off with actual music, and I was impressed with that. Well, and I think um, I was in the habit of writing songs. That had been something that um, I'd been doing since I got a guitar, really. Uh, I'd been uh, kind of uh, uh, playing at writing songs. And I was curious, actually, going in. I know you had written songs when you were in middle school, but I was wondering what your relationship to songwriting was between... Um, you know, like, uh, uh, in high school and then into university and then after? No, nothing. Uh, no relationship. Yes, I wrote, <laughs> uh, I wrote some music in sixth grade, performed in front of the class, but uh, no, never had an instrument that I played or, um, I think this was, this is pretty obvious, or, or wrote music. And I think one of the hard parts, well, let Let's jump ahead to my song. Sure, I yeah. Read, my, read what I wrote on the day. I put it in the comments for you. Oh, good. Aiden, song Bluegrass Tomato. Quote, What the hell am I saying? Please turn the TV back on. Hey, dude, you gotta turn that off because I'm about to pop off another crazy jam. What's that? I love this commercial. Dude, it's jam time
2: the first of the month then I gotta start writing something but I can't get the words out of my mouth Just so happens it's one of those days when I don't know what I'm saying Oh, hope to God I can figure it out And this is just the beginning And this is just the beginning
0: But the alarming thing about this is it seems like I've run out of de- ideas already, <laughs> and I don't want to beat myself up, because it was a long time ago, and I don't know what I was doing that day, I don't remember. Uh, but this, um, there's like no chorus, the, it's the that tr- trumpet comes in it's just a, it's there there's very little there there yeah. and so i think for me part of the hard part is without having an instrument the the limitation of playing on a guitar and i later started playing guitar and found it so much if you only know 3 car, 3 chords writing songs is so much easier than when you have all the chords yeah uh to choose from uh i have to figure out like every time on your keyboard like your um, iMac keyboard, which, what a good chord, like, how do I do a minor chord, you know, that kind of sort of bumbling through music theory stuff. When you yeah. know an idea in your head and, and then you're just spending hours trying to get it out, there are times when, for me, the, the moments that are interesting in these songs are where the sum of the parts add up to something greater. I mean, that's the amazing thing about music. When music works, these pieces come together and, and, and equal something bigger. And here's a song where you hear each individual part so clearly on its own, not contributing to something bigger. Um, And then in the end, there's some layered vocals because that's an easy thing to do in GarageBand. But uh, I don't remember. Uh, The only other thing I remember about this song is that I think I told Phil what the name was and he thought I said bluegrass tomato. And that is Phil in the background. Yeah. And the one thing that I pulled off pretty nicely, you'll hear in my 28th song, is that it ends the same way this one begins. I think he turns back on the TV. That's oh, the, that's the very last thing we do. Boy. It's like. That is a sweet payoff <laughs> for people who are listening to all their yes. songs right in a row. Woo! Yeah, right, right, right. The 28th through. Oh, like, when is he gonna get back to that TV? Did you see what he did there? It's amazing. Um All right, so, your next song is called Spinning Circles in My Head, and you wrote on February 3rd, and I quote, A Song for the Lovers. Ugh, yuck. And I know that's meant to be a joke, and still, that's awful. Um... She's got a head full
1: of goals and a spring in her souls, But these days I don't know how that is Because unfortunately we're separated by sea And in fear and she's chosen to live And in the Midwest I'm doing my best To keep her impressed day to day Every song is for her, every line, every word And in this song I wanted to say She's my ladders to keep her company. She's my songs to take her to bed. i these origamis and
0: Yeah, I think um, it's fair to say that my songs are split into kind of two camps. And it's songs that are um, maybe directly about my relationship um with my girlfriend at the time and then kind of everything else that was happening to me um uh so this was one of the former um and I have to say I I think this is one of the few ones where uh it works kind of as a whole um I can't, I can't say I know or I remember exactly what I was trying to achieve in terms of sound. Um, like I was... Uh, um, Matt Pond was um, a big one at that point in time for sure. me. So I think there's some of that. Um, and then also uh, the... There's like the fourth Idlewild record had come out. Um, the name of which I cannot remember off the top of my head. Um, and so that also had a similar uh, a similar sound. Um, but also you have your own sound. I think that's one of the things that I was, I don't maybe at the time, so jealous of that you clearly have um, like a way that you write these songs, that they sound like Rory songs. Yeah. Um, where... I don't know that I ever... I, and I'm going to uh, politely disagree with you there, because I think you definitely have... Oh, don't disagree on that part. You're not allowed to just... Dis- no. I mean, You definitely have a, a type dis- of songwriting that you do. Yeah, and- right. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, let's... Wait till we... Again, let's get to my song first. A classic example of the songwriting that I do. But... uh yeah, I very. so few of my songs are able... Here I am, when, every time I'm just going to um, demean myself in front of you. Yeah, uh, that's good. Writing about real stuff. You wrote a, a, a beautiful little love song, um, and uh, I admire that, where I wrote a beautiful little love song as well. <laughs> and it's a little bit different. Do you want to talk about your song, then? Sure, let's talk about <laughs> sure, okay. it. Okay. So this is the description you wrote at the time. I finally write about what truly matters. Trevor, if you see her around, tell her I said hi. This is a song called Still No Sigourney. Um, And let's hear a bit of it right now. You're beautiful.
2: Oh, but you're a moron. Yes, you are my beautiful more wrong Jennifer Garner I love you but I think you're stupid you probably don't know when
0: there's a cruelness to this that I think is so unwarranted. I like Jennifer Garner. She gave some interview I guess I found hysterical that's in the end of the song, and where I also try to make it sound like some pause that she gives is much longer than it really was, but you can just hear where the recording stops playing and starts playing again. I think there's a lot of clicks on here. The last one had lots of clicks. Um, The garage band, you know, all of this is keyboard, you know, loops or... So you start hearing the same things, the, the the plotting, uh, bass parts, trying to figure out how to do bass parts, and then guitar parts that are, are don't sound like guitars. And I guess I, I sort of have some affection for some of those things too as you go along. But this song also sounds much more successful than the first one. Yeah. In that it has a a, a hook, I guess, and it's kind of funny. I don't know that anyone has ever rhymed. Um, Anything with Michael Vartan <laughs> before or since? Definitely not since. We'd have to check the Bare Naked Ladies deep catalog to see if they've written. Or go find an online rhyme dictionary uh, and see. What did I rhyme it with? Um, Michael Vartan. I don't know. I don't remember. It's in there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm much more comfortable. Like, I think you find. The process on these days for me is I kind of had all day to write the song, but I knew that if I didn't have the song by say 10 AM, or even earlier, like when I took a shower in the morning, uh, if I didn't have the idea pretty clearly in my head by then, it was gonna be a long day. Yeah. If I was gonna have to struggle through writing and putting together a song, that was gonna be tough. And this is one of those ideas for whatever mean, dumb 2005 reason I thought um, uh, was funny. I like think this was an easy one. Yeah. Well, this is one too when I listened back. And this is probably, I mean, I listened to a number of our songs yesterday for the first time in years. And I remember at the time really loving the song. And then listening oh, to it yesterday and realizing believer. just how mean it is. <laughs> yeah, like it is. It's a, 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 a yeah, it's a, it's a punch in the, the face. Um, I do enjoy the line about, uh, probably don't know anything about current affairs. That's really funny to me. Um, and also, um, yeah, I would agree that this is, it's much more of um, a real song uh, that works that has you know um, a chorus and v- verses that that work and um, yeah, like uh, uh, and as as regards to songwriting, I was in a similar position in that I had maybe four classes at that point in time who was pre major. So I had art classes that took up some of my day. but I also I was a, a college student who, had very little else in terms of responsibility. So there were lots of points in time where I, I just had lots of uh, spare hours to uh, to devote to these things. Um, and some of that you'll see, uh, I think, coming up, and some of it, it will be clear that it, um, uh, what, what I was trying to achieve and what I spent my time on is not... Uh, um, like does not show in the, the finished product. Yeah, I wonder... Um, but like I said, I, there were days when you'd struggle and struggle and struggle, and, and not you, but anybody, and it would come out, you'd just not be happy with it. Uh, and other times when the quickest... Like, I think there's a song that I wrote in a car, maybe recorded in a car later on, that I think turned out pretty well. Um... Okay, that's, that's it for episode one. We're going to go through and try to talk about all 28 of these songs. If we get feedback from Dad, uh, we can share that uh, during a part of the show as well. He doesn't know this exists yet. So um, we'll have to... It, I don't know when we'll publish and sign. He doesn't know what a podcast is, I guess. Yeah. So a lot of steps before so that would happen. for his 65th birthday, we've cr- made him a gift that he does not know what it is or how how to use it? Is no, that... that's right. Happy, Happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, maybe we'll be back uh, sometime with the next four songs from 28 Days of Rock, and then we can talk about the other songs you've written for other things. Uh, this could go on for years. So oh, I can't wait. Why create things when you can just talk about things you created a long time ago? See, now, now is, is this going to spur on more songwriting? Expressly for the purpose of talking about it. Maybe you did say that you would want to re-record some of your, uh, or take a stab at um, reimagining some of these songs as well. So that that would yeah, be. A fun I think thing that would be a fun experiment if we right, at the end of this. Okay, let's make that happen. Uh, thanks for listening, Dad, and uh, no one else, and uh, we'll see you next. time. Bye
2: still no Sigoney weaver though you made me a believer you're still no Siaver though you made me a believer you're still no Sigoaver though you made me a believer you're still no Sigoney weaver though you made me a believer you're still no Sigoney weaver Though you made me a believer, you're still no Sigorny Weaver. Though you made me a believer, you're still no Sigorny Weaver. Though you made me a believer, you're still no Sigorny Weaver. Though you made me a believer, you're still no Sigorny Weaver. Though you made me a believer, you're still no Sigorny Weaver.